podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match pint in association with Purity. Don't know why I'm smiling because we lost, but it doesn't matter because the vibe around Villa is very good anyway at the moment. Someone's vibe who's always good is Chris Dolan, and he is joining me today to chat Villa away at Liverpool, the 1-0 defeat. But we're also going to have a little looky at Norwich tomorrow night as well. But before we do get into those games... Just time to tell you about Purity's special offer that they've got going on at the moment, which I'm sure is about to flash up on the screen right before my eyes. Oh, he's slow. <laughs> I was thinking, I try to lead in slowly, thinking, there it is. Look at this. Two wonderful offers from our friends at Purity at the moment. So buy two Villa mini casks for £40. That's it, isn't it? Is that the only offer? And some kind of offer with the cans as for 40 uh, and two sets of the... Oh, he's messed this up because he's got the casks, he's got the cans. It doesn't make sense. But anyway, there's two offers going on at the moment. You'll see them scrolling along the bottom of the screen. He's in my ear, but he has messed it up because the thing next to the can says mini casks. So that's not right. It says casks twice. So he has messed it up and I'm in the right. He's in the wrong. But the good news is if you use the code hashtag VillaView, you'll get 10% off as well. Maybe get delivery in time for Christmas if you ordered now. It would be a good thing to have at Christmas. I've had them knocking around at Christmas, and they are very, very satisfying. So, yeah, go onto the Purity website, use our code. You'll get yourself some nice beer, and you'll save yourself some money as well. Right, thank God that's over. Here's Dolan. Dolan, how are you? Good. I quite enjoyed. I quite enjoy listening to you make an absolute... <laughs> Horlicks of that. So uh, because that, this is what happens. I get I get put in impossible positions I, by I'm other people. Say, whenever we whenever we had a look at that at that offer before before the uh before we went live, I was gonna say why Why didn't you say? I, I thought I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, why has he got two of the same the two of the same offers up? No well, offer. This is this is no what I'm dealing account. with. Uh, I mean, I didn't even notice until I read it out, so that's a problem. You did notice and didn't say anything. Mm. Bates can't do anything right to save his life behind the scenes, so we're absolutely clown car between the three of us. But, yeah, lost to Anfield. Yeah. I think we probably expected we might lose. I think, did we both say it would probably be a narrow defeat? I know I definitely predicted uh, a 2-1 I defeat. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get right in there in the post, uh, the pre-match. Oh, yeah, um, pre-match. lavish lifestyle. I was busy working. Um, but I think like the Man City game, I think we all accept, you know, that a narrow defeat, it's still progress and we're all amazed at the yeah. progress in a short space of time overall. Yeah, I mean, what I've come to, what I've come to realise, well, not, not come to realise, because I've realised it for, for for a long time now, but um, just the bias towards these, towards the big six, you know, the bias towards, I mean, some of the decisions on the weekend were, were, um, were dreadful. I mean, that, that, if you're a Leeds fan, if you're a Leeds fan, and that, that penalty in, in the last minute. Oh, I thought the Leeds ones were probably oh, fair, if I'm being honest. No, I thought that was harsh. I thought that was harsh. Um, Did you? I yeah. mean, the Wolves one was harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Wolves one was horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't have been happy being at the wrong end of that decision. But it was a funny weekend, really, because when Man U relied on a penalty mm. as well. I know Dean Smith wasn't happy with, with that award. Again, I thought that probably was a penalty. I thought it was, maybe a, penalty. I... I thought it was a penalty. But I just thought I just thought the Leeds and Chelsea the in the last minute was was particularly harsh. That was the well, I thought that was a stonewaller. No. No. I say this is the problem because yeah. we're sat here and we yeah, both think something wrong. different. Yeah. So, you know, referees are all gonna have different opinions on things to fans. It's a yeah. difficult one, yeah. isn't it? Um but it was like so I had the totally football show this morning, so on Saturday I watched 
all three games because I wanted to be prepped and ready and knew what, what had happened. Three of the most boring games mm. in existence. Three one nil wins, all from penalties. Although obviously I did find the Villa game boring because I, you know, I find us at the moment, even when we lose, I find it very interesting yeah. to watch. And there's always things that that I notice, and there's elements of enjoyment from there. I didn't even realise we hadn't had a shot on target until the game finished because I thought I actually thought it was a decent display. I thought we kept Liverpool at, at arm's length. A few scares, as you're always going to have in games like that. But they struggled to break us down. It wasn't like they were going around missing loads of sitters. They, they were dominant and they fully deserved the win. Yeah, yeah. I think, took, a, took, a, took a penalty to beat us. I think listening to the post-match and saying, again, I was working, so I was just trying, I was trying to keep on, I was trying to keep as up to date as, 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 as I possibly could. And obviously I've watched all, all the post-match interviews and, and highlights and, you know, listen to the, the, the Gerard, it was kind of like, a containing game, you know, they they broke the game down into into sections. It's like, right, let's get the half an hour, let's get the half time in the game, mm. let's get the sixty minutes, and then his plan was for the last fifteen twenty, let's bring a bit more um, a bit more of an attacking presence on the pitch, which he did with Wendy and Ings and Sanson, and uh, and let's try and go for it. And I think obviously the penalty came at, at, at just as he was just as he was going to change change the. Um, the mentality um, of the team. I think possibly we we showed him a little bit too much respect. I understand him. Uh, what he, I, I understand. I think, him what he, get, I think we just couldn't get out. Yeah, I, I understand what you were saying. He was, you know, you look at the last two games, Man City and, and today, and it was essentially a goal difference of three, three. Um, well, two. What do you mean? Two. The goal difference across the two games? Yeah, yeah. We well, lost both by one goal, so two. Yeah. Um, Strong maths. I think. Well, yeah. From a strong point, um, I think he felt that if we had a gone gone ho, as he said, from 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 kick off, then we would have possibly got very very badly beaten. Um, so it was a it was a, a, a containing job. Um, well, I think they're they're the best Liverpool. I've got to I say, I watched so. Man City on Saturday oh, yeah. and they struggled against ten men. Wolves, Wolves are very organised in their defence. I think the best, you know, even with ten men. But Liverpool, when they're full two, I said that today. Yeah. Liverpool are the best. I think they're the best team in 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 club football. I think they're um, they're incredible to watch and everything about them. You know, everything about them is is is, uh, is amazing. Um, and uh, but I think whenever we whenever we kind of Went for it in the, in the last fifteen. We, you know, we we put them under pressure. You know, we had chances. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, we we were we we were a lot more. Um, yeah, I mean, we we took the game to them, and, and we I mean, we never really caused them any massive issues, but we caused them problems. We caused them problems in that last fifteen. And you know, for me, if, if that if that if that incident happens um, with Martinez taking taking down Mane or. Salah, the way Alisson, oh, it's given. The way Alisson yeah, it's definitely given. It's given, you know. Um, I thought, you know, I thought the uh, again Mings got got bashed for it by the fans, but it was it wasn't the penalty. Mings got pushed. Mings got pushed by Salah. Fell. I just had Mings had an incredible game at the back as well. He blocked everything. And that, you know, I thought. Um, I just thought that was so harsh. I thought it was so harsh. Um, the, the 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 theatrics from Salah uh, at the end of of the fall when he. When he does about three different tumbles, you know, it was um, it was pretty impressive. But listen, it was a game, you know. I never thought we had any any chance to to win. Um, looking back over the over the the, the big decisions, uh, if they had gone our way, then we 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 could have easily got a point out of that. I think to contain Liverpool from um, from only being able to score from from 
from a set piece, from, from a penalty to contain them in, in open play with, you know, Salah being arguably the the most informed player in world football. Well, he's messy reincarnated at the yeah, moment, Salah. He's incredible. Unbelievable. Um, I thought, you know, I thought it was, it was a, it was a, it was another really, really, really positive display. And I think the big thing for us this season has, has been the defense. It's been, it's been the lack of consistency and it's been, we've been far, we've been far too easy to play against and far too easy to score against. And, um, and again, I thought, I thought, I thought our back four were, were outstanding. I thought Martinez made some really, really good saves. Probably the kind of saves that you expect him to make. But he, he made some good saves in, in that first half. And and as you said, Mings was Mings was outstanding. And, and there was that there was that uh, part. There was that the 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 breakaway from Liverpool in the second half. Conza, um, you know, three against one, and the composure was was um, was. It's just a class. It's just a class. He's just a, he's just a classy player, you know. Yeah, he's starting to get back to his best now, Conta. Yeah, he, he really is, and I think um, as you've pointed out before, Mings. I think Mings brings brings the best out of out of Conza. I think they 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 play really well together, and I think when they're when they're not together, then they either one of them tends to have um, a per game or tends to tends to make an, an an individual error. But I think together, I just think it's a. It's a really, really sound partnership. Well, that back five is is back. Mm. I would say now Martinez in the in the back four. Yeah. You know, target Salah wasn't at his best. No. You know, target he didn't shackle him because he was always in the game. But you know, he did a good job on him. Yeah. I would say coming coming back from injury, target and he's found a certain level of consistency again recently. Cash is the more attacking of the defender, so he's always off as a threat. You know, he finds himself in the box more often yeah. than not at the moment when we're attacking. So he's doing his side of the of the game going forward and defensively to an extent as well. You know, Target's looking solid again. The centre backs have got their partnership going. That's probably Martin one of Martinez's best games of the season, I would say. Only shipping one from a penalty, like you say, we got fifty percent of it right. You know, you yeah. probably always you don't expect to go to Anfield and get a clean sheet at the moment. I don't think many teams will go there. And expect that to, but but to only concede one from a penalty, is good. Yeah, it was the second part we just couldn't break. Yeah, we, we wanted to, but it just it just never really happened. Yeah. I got a shout out mid Liverpool's midfield again. I've been on a podcast today, like a Premier League podcast, and someone else said this. So I'm I'm nicking it. Those three in midfield: Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago. They offer so much positional sense and nous to that back four. So Robertson and Trent can just bomb onto the heart's content because those three will bail them out mm. if they get caught up the pitch. And then Salah and Mane can do their thing and Jota when he's on the pitch as well. Mm. They can all do their thing because those three in midfield, it's not the most creative midfield you'll ever see in the world, but they don't half know what they're doing defensively. And they gave a massive platform and we just couldn't break them down. We couldn't get past them. We wanted to break, but you know, nine times out of 10 for being over Henderson would, would snuff it out. They'd, they're just a complete team, really. I mean, the only bit I would say that looks suspect for Liverpool was Alisson had a couple of rushes of blood to the head. You know, he could have wiped Young out in the first half when he went through as as well. Just, you know, it's the kind of game if you've got Bailey at full health, Traore, someone said below in the comments, just that extra bit of pace and guile yeah. on the break. You know, Ramsey, I don't really think that position suits his game. I think he's better deeper. And Ashley Young, you know, He'll give you a lot, but he hasn't got the pace that he used to have 10 years ago. So it was only really Watkins with pace on the break there, and we, we struggled to get him in the game. So the defensive side of the game worked really, really well. We just, we just could never really get that break going. But again, I mean, I'm rambling on here, but it's like what you said. 
he wanted to get Buendia, get Ings on, hopefully at nil-nil and then go and hurt them. But the penalty disposed us of the chance of being able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, just on Henderson, I, I've said before, I think he's probably the most underrated footballer in, in world football and arguably um, Liverpool's most successful captain up there with, with, with one of the most successful captains because of what he's won and achieved. So I've always, a fair being a short space at always all. rated, you know, always rated him Henderson to sort of to fill in just Stephen Gerrard's shoes and to do what he's to do what he's done, and he's taken a bit of flack over the last de- decade. I think he's um he's he's an, ex- an exceptional footballer. Um, but yeah, just moving on to what you were what you were saying about, yeah, I just think we're lacking I, we're we're lacking that little bit of 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 extra nice from the bench. I think Sanson coming on really impressed. Really impressed that uh, Gerard. I think Gerard likes him. I think Gerard wants. Yeah, wants if he's not got COVID, I think he might start tomorrow. I, I think. I, yeah, I think if he's if he's COVID free, I think you'll see a midfield three of McGinn, Luis, and Sanson. Um, I agree. I think uh, McGinn. You know, listening to his his pre match press conference today, like he he, he adores John McGinn. You know, he absolutely adores him, and uh, you you can just see McGinn just going from 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 strength to strength and. Um, how much of a buzz must you get off that? Oh, yeah. You know, Steve and Gerard sitting yeah. there waxing lyrical yeah. about you, saying how much he loves you, like yeah. one of the best players that's ever played in your position. Yeah. You are going to be on top of the world. And that's it. And that's that's the art of man management. It's 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 um when players like Gerard speak and when they're your manager and when they've done what they've done in the game. It, it, I love the fact you always call him a player. Yeah. Because you, you still think of him as being this like this player, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's still quite surreal to see him in an Aston Villa. Training kit in front of the media, talking talking about Aston Villa. It's it's a bit surreal. Um, kind of hasn't really sunk in yet. You know, he he has always been um one of my one of my favourite footballers uh to watch over the years. I've always always had a lot of time for 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 uh, for Stevie G and um closely followed his career when he was at um when he was at Rangers. Um, even though I'm kind of maybe more on the Celtic side of 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 what I am on on the Celtic side of things, I always always wanted him to, to do well at Rangers, you know, um, like I've said before, I think Celtic need Rangers as, as much as, as much as they, they, they hate to admit it. They, they need Rangers to be, ch- to be challenging alongside them. And so I always, always wanted them, always wanted them to do well. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I was sort of secretly quite pleased of the job that he had done up there. And then to have him now at Villa, I don't know. I always think like you talk about like the fans being the twelfth man. I always think if you if you have a manager on the touchline that just oozes presence and oozes oozes that kind of um, presence and that winning mentality. For me, for me, like that's a, that's a massive that's a massive um, massive head start for me when you have when you just know you've got someone like Steven Gerrard on the bench, you know, on the touchline in your corner in your team. Um, it must just give everyone a lift. It must give everyone a lift. You know, it's the way I felt about John Terry. When you when you had someone like John Terry, you know, as as assistant manager, what you know, what he's won in the game, what he's done in the game, just to have a winner, to have a winner around the dressing room, you know, all week, and then have him in in um, you know pit side on match day. For me, it just kind of fills it fills you with that confidence, and and, and no doubt, no doubt, the players feel that as well. And um, yeah, I just think. There's something about Gerard that you just look at him. There's something in, in his eyes. He um he 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 still looks pretty terrifying as well. Like you know you know you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't mess with him. You know I no, wouldn't want to scrap with him. No 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 no. He he, he you know he looks 
he looks like he could um he could tear you he could you you tear you to shreds if he had to and um yeah it's um even when we lose the both 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 defeats we've come off and I think uh, all all the other fans will, would say that two defeats where we've not come away feeling particularly disappointed because to be fair, they've been against two of the top teams in, in world football. Yeah, there's a way of losing, isn't there? I always think, you know, you win, you win and you're always going to be happy however you've played as long as you win. But there's the kind of this way of losing in the two games we've lost. I don't like losing, no, of course. but I can, I can accept it and I, I've still liked what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it's all about, you know, I think, yes, we took points off some some of the big teams last season. You know, we did, um, you know, unbeaten against Chelsea, you know, beat Liverpool, beat Arsenal twice. Uh, beat Tottenham, so you know we 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 did take points off the big teams, but I think where our season let us down last year was losing the, the, to teams like Burnley, Sheffield United, Brighton at home. Hmm. Uh, you know we, we 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 lost to the sides that we that we should be beaten and we and we expected to beat. And I think if you look at Gerard's start, the teams he's played: Palace, Brighton, Leicester, um, Burnley, and and uh, and Norwich coming up. If we if we can win, you know, if we can win the next two, that'll be five wins out of seven. Which seven, yeah. is, you know, that's 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 top that's top six form. That's top six he's, form. He's, he's made a bit of a rod for his own back early doors because now we go into these games exactly. and if we don't win, if we don't win, we're going to be like, what what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's because we've dis, not, we've dispatched the sides that you would expect us to beat, like you say, not comfortably, but you know we we beat them and, and played well, and they're the games you expect to win. So he's kind of created this thing now where we're going to Carrow Road tomorrow, and you're thinking, well, yeah, we, we should we should get three points there. Yeah, we should be. But, that, but they, you know, they weren't bad against Manchester. No, they were United. good. I thought they were. They, good. they just they just haven't got an end product. I, I mean, no doubt they'll great. find it tomorrow night against yeah. us. But they they just cut. They just they're everything. They do everything well. Until that final decision, Norwich, yeah. and that's not nothing to do with Dean Smith. Mm. You know that's that was already there. I think he's actually got more out of them so far than Daniel Farker did. Yeah, I think they look a better side, and the Norwich fans I know seem impressed with Dean Smith so far. It's going to be interesting coming up against him because he. I don't know whether you saw any of his pre-match today. I saw. It sounds, a, li- saw it sounds not not very happy with how things have gone down, and I've heard a couple of things that you know he's not happy with the way things went down. At Villa Park, with the way he lost his job and the way Gerard came in, it doesn't sound like he's t- he's too happy. So he's gonna. I mean, Norwich need three points. You know, everyone wants three points, but Norwich need three points from home games. They'll be looking at you know. They'll realistically, Norwich will look at this and say, "Well, this is a game we have to win mm. at home to Villa." Yeah, it not because they not because they think we're rubbish, but they'll just look at that and say, "Look, we need to take points at home against certain teams." They'll look at this as an opportunity. Yeah. Run Man U close, which you know can be done. Nowadays, in fairness, but they'll be thinking this is a game for us to take three points, and Dean Smith will want to beat oh, Aston Villa despite being a Villa fan. Of course, he will. Of course, he will. And I think, as Gary Neville said on Saturday, um, any other team with a bit more quality probably would have went on to win that game against. Yeah, Man U were not good. No, they weren't. And De Gea made some outstanding saves. I thought Norwich were really good. Uh, I thought they 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 were full of energy and um, and created some really 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 good chances. So listen, I can we leave that up. Can we leave that up on the bottom, please, producer? Because I want to touch on something there. Oh, as I say, he gets rid of it. Absolutely perfect. Vintage bites. Oh, he's, he's going crazy in the background there. Um, <laughs> It'll I, come back. I, I really like. I really like um, Norwich. I think they've got some really, really good players. Um, I like. I've always liked Campwell. I like Gilmore. Uh, I like Pookie. I like Max Ahrens. Um 
I uh, is there anyone you don't like? Well, that's it. I think they've got really. I think they've got a really, really decent squad. I, I really do. Um, I think they've got um, you know one of the one of the better squads in that in that sort of bottom that bottom four or five teams. Uh, I think. I think they've got some really good players, but as you say, they're just their end products. I, I like Rashika as well. You know, he'll probably if he plays tomorrow night, he'll, he'll probably have a, an absolute world league against us, against the player that we thought we uh, that we had signed last summer. So, yeah, I think they've got talent. I just think uh, if we can if we can play with the intensity and play with the um, the ferociousness that we have done over the last four or five games, uh, I think I think we should have enough. Should have enough. They've got problems at the back. Yeah. Hanley went off and he won't be playing yeah. tomorrow by the looks of it. Gibson didn't play at the weekend. I, to be honest, don't know his fitness or health situation or whether it was a suspension. But, you know, if he's not playing, they've got a young Scandinavian midfielder playing at the centre-back in Jacob Sorensen, you know. So they'll we'll be able to get them. But I think this point at the bottom from original Tony G is quite interesting because his only fear is that Smith knows everybody's weaknesses. Mm. But... I would say, I would have said our weakness under Smith was the midfield. Yeah. Those midfielders look totally different now. Yeah. So stuff that was a weakness under Smith perhaps no longer is, and I'm not being disrespectful to Dean Smith here, but I just think the midfield has come on leaps and bounds in the five games. They all look better footballers than they did before Steven Gerrard came in. So, you know, the weaknesses that perhaps were there under Smith aren't there anymore, yeah, I would argue. We listen to that. It'll be it'll be a very surreal moment for Dean Smith seeing playing against a team that he that he put together. Um, I'm sure he'll be in his mind. It'll be interesting to see how far we've come in that short space of time. You know, it's it's only been what four weeks, five weeks, and the levels that we've seen from our players under Gerard has been has been unrecognisable. And there's going to be a dip because it's yeah, of course there is. To, you know, when you're when you haven't got a squad full of elite, elite sort of winning, you know, we we, we haven't got a, a squad of 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 winning of of like that have that winning mentality, and that was getting better though, isn't it? You can see again, you can see the men, mental yeah. improvement as well coming from behind against Leicester. Yeah. Usually when we went behind, it felt like it was game over. Yeah, yeah. and that that's something that again that 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 will improve on over time. But I think to come what, to to sort of get to where where, where we are now after. After the the you know the four or five weeks that George's been in is is it's been um it's been nothing short of of uh you know brilliant really um I think he said in his well he he did say in his in his first press conference it was all about getting to January getting to January and assessing it I think he's taken it very much in um again he's taken he's taken the the season nine chunks you know it's like right let's get let's get the first five out of the way let's analyze the first five right now we've got Christmas let's get let's get the January let's see where we're at with the squad. No doubt we'll see a few distance, especially now that we're hearing that, that Nakamba's um, potentially out for the rest of the season. We don't know that, but it doesn't... That's look, not confirmed, is it? But the injury sounded sound pretty great. bad. It doesn't sound great. So, uh, you know, which is a real shame because he was, you know, he was bringing his game on to another level. Um, so I think we'll probably see one or two come in um, in January. Yeah, you, were, you were spreading rumours off camera. I won't reveal what you said. What well, your man you, Kamara from Rangers? No, I just. Uh, I, oh, you you say it then? That's fine. No, no, I, 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 it's, it's not rumor. I just think. I just think. I, I always think managers like handpick the best players from the previous clubs. Um, look at Smith, Watkins, and and Konza. I think. I think Gerard yeah. will. And he wanted Ben Rama as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think. Just think Gerard will probably dip in and grab one or two 
out of Rangers. Would you not think that actually, you know, he might, could he might have up. thought, do you not think he might have thought, well, to be fair, if the camera's injured, we probably do need a midfielder, but do you not think he would have thought, he'd have looked at Villa and thought, hmm, that midfielder's not great, I probably need to do something there, but then he might have been surprised by what he's seen and they've been better than, mm-hmm. than he thought, and he might now think, oh, I don't, actually, I don't need Kamara because actually that Sanson's a pretty good player. Yeah, I mean, we've been better, but I don't think we're anywhere near the levels that, that he wants to us to get to um, I don't think we've controlled any games of football that we've played yet um, so I think it's been it's utilising and it's it's getting the best out of what we have um, I still think when we've missed players that, like we have done this season the, the squads look very light the uh, the benches look quite light and we've lacked we've lacked a bit of depth because we're missing we're missing three or four players and um, what do you not agree no I'm just thinking when everyone's fit, you could argue about the quality of certain positions. Yeah. But numbers-wise, and with the academy players coming through, I would say the squad size isn't necessarily bad. It's maybe just maybe just the quality in certain areas. Like you lose a player and then so at the moment Bailey's not playing. I'm not saying he was pulling up trees, but you know, he's not there. Troy Ray's not there. Maybe the options aren't that great, but if they were there... He'd probably maybe say the size, but the squad size was okay. Just a few areas lacking a little bit of class. Yeah, I just think we're lacking, still lacking a bit of depth. In, in, in I think we're still lacking depth at left back. I still think we need a bit more depth on the wings. And I think I still well, with Ings and Watkins. Um, but if you'd have been told a year ago, I feel like going to be going to Hanford and bringing on Danny Ings as a, as a sub striker, you'd have been chuffed. Yeah, but well, I mean, I would have been too. Yeah, but I've said before, we can't seem to fit him into the team. We can't seem to get him into the team. It's like. But that's fine, isn't it? If he's on the bench, you know what a player to bring up. Yeah, no, I get that, but you you, you don't spend thirty million on uh, on Danny Rose and keep him on the bench. And I just felt maybe, I just, I just felt that it was not a panic buy, but it did come out of nowhere. But he's we've just been unable. We've been on. To be honest, I think that's what cost us. You know, under Smith, I think Smith playing that four four two just didn't suit him. And I think bringing in Ings hasn't cost Smith his job, but I think the lack of the lack of stability within the within the within the squad and within the formation, it's kind of, he's kind of paid the price for that because we know that, that we were just lacking. We were lacking. We were lacking an identity. We were, la- we, were we were we were short in fitness, and we were we were we didn't know our best formation, and um, it just got a little bit. It just got a little bit messy. You know, and a little bit out of hand, and and when he dropped Mings, then you sort of you know that's kind of the end when you start having to drop your captain to prove a point. Um, so yeah, I still think we're lacking in some areas, and I think we'll see one or two come in 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 January for sure. It might be interesting. I, I'm I'm honestly not sure. I'm probably fifty fifty on whether I think that we'll be we'll be active or not. I mean, that's a stupid thing to say because you're either active or you're not. But you, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. undecided of, of what I think we'll do. Now, I want to back him. And, I, you know, summer, you'll see some serious backing because that's what this board does. You know, back managers heavily. The, the board are willing to spend a, an awful lot of money. But January is never great. It sounds cliche, but it is never great to bring it's anyone not, in. No, it's not. But you think if he did want Kamara from Rangers, for example, we'd be able to go and do that. I, they're, I, not going, I don't know. they're not going to want silly money. I don't know anything about Glenn Kamara. I just know that everybody within Scottish football thinks he's he's got enough to make a step up. Everybody. Yeah, he's a very highly rated. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I've watched loads of him because I haven't, but the people I've spoken to would know 
about Scottish football. Do write him. It's not like people never come from Scotland and do well. Well, but you get a list off of me, mate. John, Mc, John McGinn. Uh, John McGinn. I'd not, heard, I'd not heard of John McGinn, particularly until he rocked up at Villa Park and what a signing. He's been for two, two and a half million or whatever. Again, Costa. Van Dyke, Robertson, Wanyama. Yeah, uh, yeah there's been... Tierney. Tierney, yeah. There's been a lot of really, really, really good footballers that come from Scotland. And, and um, by all accounts... He seems to be the he seems to be the the player in the league that that's probably going to get the the next big money move out, out of Scotland and um he's done his time at Rangers already yeah. been there a few years well, now. It's just, it's just what people do. It's what it's what managers do. You know they leverage on they leverage on players that they know already in the club. Like like he's leveraged on Ashley Young a lot. Um and obviously Adam Mizen so on, on the likes of Danny Ings because he's played with with Danny Ings. But um yeah, I don't think he played with Ings. I think Ings was just there when he was um, oh, okay. when, when he was, was coach. He knows, he knows him. He, he knows, knows him well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, I just think you know, like we've seen with many managers, they all, like I say, I said previously, they they do tend to go back and handpick one or two of of the of the star players from the previous. Well, he's done it with the coaching staff. Did it with coaching staff, and I think yeah, and I think I think he'll, um, you know, I don't think maybe the likes of Ryan Kent or where we want to go to as a footballer uh, as a football club. I just think he's probably not. He's probably not going to quite reach the heights that we need. So the only player I can think of um, would be, would be, would be Kamara just because of the press that's been around him and, and because of what I've heard and how, how highly rated he is. Um, we had, uh, we had our friend um, whose name has eluded me on the podcast from the Rangers podcast when, when uh, Gerard, when Gerard was announced and he was, um, he was saying that Kamara's, you know, Arsenal were looking at him, Chelsea were looking at him, Spurs were looking at him. So there's been some, Top clubs that have that have um, that have been keeping a close eye on them, but I just think um, I, I I do think we'll we'll go in for him in in in, in, um, in January. Be interesting to see what happens. I mean, this is turned into a transfer show yeah, from absolutely nowhere. We had two games to look at: one that we've just happened has just happened, and one that's tomorrow. And we've ended up into into a transfer chat. But that's sometimes the way these things go. Give me a score prediction then, Dolan, for Norwich tomorrow. What am I doing? Yeah, I suppose it's still a match preview kind of thing. Yeah, let's go with it. Um... I don't know, man. I mean, I've gone two 0 to Villa on who scored. You have gone two 0 and I've got I've pretty much got Villa's score spot on since Gerard came in. I don't, I don't fancy it tomorrow night. You know, I mean, I've I say every time you say that, but this is just an everyday conversation with you. <laughs> Guarantee, like Villa are playing three pm on a Saturday at two fifty eight. I'll get the text. Oh, I don't, I don't fancy us today. Like I, I see Chris Dolan pop up on WhatsApp, <laughs> and I know exactly what the message is going to be. At least I'm consistent. It's very great consistency. Unbelievable, unbelievable consistency. At least I'm consistent. Yeah. Unlike um, the producer. What do I think about tomorrow? Um, I mean, it's not a killer question. <laughs> 2 1 Villa. 2 1 Villa. You just said you don't fancy us, and then you predicted us to win. Which it's, one is it? Gonna, Where's I'm, the consistency I'm, that you've just gonna, spoke about? I'm not going predict, to predict us to lose. I don't fancy. I mean, we've this. we've all predicted Villa to lose on this podcast before. I don't, this show. I don't fancy this, but I have to go with it. I have to go with a Villa two on win. I feel like Dean Smith's Villa. I know maybe it was more Championship. I remember going there in the. Maybe it wasn't under Dean Smith. I remember going there a few times in the Championship and losing. We we got a good re, we got a good recent record against them. Connor always used to score against them. The season we scored in both games, didn't Dean I? Smith's first, second game in charge was against Norwich. We went. Well, yeah, Chesney scored, didn't I? But we lost. Not had a great. Record, yeah, in the championship, but not at a great... We won both games in the Premier League the last time Norwich were in the Premier League. We won 5 1 and 1 0 at Villa Park. 
yeah, one one on, on the Boxing Day and um and five one with Wesley Hattrick. Five one. Um Yeah, we've got some we've got some decent form recently. And I'm trying to think the year before when we were We wouldn't we didn't play the year before we we lost we under Bruce. Had some good we games lost. in the cup as well. You know, we had some good games in the cup against them. I remember uh, Lambert would beat them in the cup four two. Benteke. Glad you remember that. I have memory of that whatsoever. It was a midweek cup game. Um, and then Gabby. Great memory if you pulled that off because I don't remember that at all. It was a midweek. It was a midweek cup game. Uh, Vyman and Benteke had a had a field day. Uh, I think it was four. I think it was four two in the end. It was the it was the year we went to the um, to the semis and got dumped out by yeah. by Bradford. I knew exactly what year he was going to be when that sentence started. Yeah, um, and then do you remember Gabby's? Do you remember Gabby's goal? Uh, yeah, two pass mark, two pass mark done. Two one, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the day after I got engaged. That was. Loud. There you go. We've had a few. It's been mixed bag, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, we've had a few over the years. Just not a great record in, in the championship, but they were always a much better team. I felt in, in the championship than we were. Um, so a bit better structured, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they were. Just, <laughs> hadn't gone as wild in the championship transfer market as us. No, no, they hadn't. No. Um, no. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. You you sort of look at like the Liverpool game, and uh, people thought, you know, is there, is there going to be something in the air where we'll go and Stevie G will be there and we'll, and we'll win the game? You know, is there, is there going to be that kind of like magic in the air? But I think Norwich fans will be probably thinking the same thing tomorrow night. They need points. They need to pull some wins out. Points, yeah. I mean, Spurs, Spurs kind of brush past them. Uh, they play quite well in that we, game as well. They, again, they can't finish. The, yeah. Famous last words when they everything hits the back of the net tomorrow, but yeah. they just can't finish. That's the main issue. Yeah, and then they were yeah they were very good against United on Saturday. They they beat Southampton and they beat Brentford. Sparkers last game of Chargers against Brentford, wasn't it? So yeah, they're not as cut adrift as you perhaps would think not, when you look at the late you, you I mean, none of the the, the, the teams down there are are yeah. cut because Watford. Watford have kind of dipped. They've stepped back into the, the deal ways. Um, Newcastle obviously have got absolutely battered on on, on Sunday. Um, no, they're gone. They're hundred uh, percent gone. I don't know, man. Um, they are gone. Quote me. They're finished. Yeah. Yeah. They're finished. Absolutely. Finished. Watford remind me a little bit of us under Lambert. Lambert. They can't defend to save their lives, but they've got quite a dangerous front three that on the day they could beat anyone because they might score some goals. Dennis Sarr and um, King. And King, yeah, King. It's like Gabby Benteke and Vyman vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got slated for for um, wanting to sign, sign Josh King a couple of transfer months ago, but um... that is a that is a peak Dolan transfer suggestion. I think he's been suggested for about four years on the Villa View. He has, but um, no, listen, it'll be um, it'll be a strange atmosphere tomorrow night, especially from our. You'll get a good reception. You'll get a call. Oh, of course you will. Of course you will. Of course you will. We haven't even spoke about Buendia going back. Yeah, I mean, he'll say Gerard basically said he started. Yeah, he did. No, he did say it today. And yeah. Was, yeah, he said he'll start. I like that. I've got a good feeling for him tomorrow. Yeah, you, well, you, you can imagine. You can imagine him rocking up and, and you know, again, you talk about Dean Smith knowing the players and Dean Smith, like, Bundea will know will know most of that dressing room as well. He, he'll know how their, their strengths and, and their weaknesses. He'll be very comfortable playing on that pitch. He'll know, he'll know every bit of grass and he'll feel at home again, you know, he was... Um, yeah, yeah. I bet he'd run amok against some of those defenders in training. Oh, before. yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, we have we have a little bit of inside knowledge just as much as um, just as much as they have on us with uh, with Buendia. Um, so it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be a game that we need to win um, and a game that 
based on the last four or five results, again, we should be winning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm been, worried about that. I'm worried about him creating a rod for his own back. Norwich have never won continue. a game on a Tuesday night. They've never, they've never won a Premier League game on a Tuesday night. Where have you pulled that from? Is that true? Yeah, it's true. True start. Really? Yeah. Never Where'd won. you pull that from? I, thought, I saw it somewhere. I saw it somewhere today and just thought, oh, no. Oh no! Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's not. I don't like hearing things like that. Particular. No, so they never won a Premier League game on a on a Tuesday. <laughs> Great. But again, I don't know how. Uh, what was it? I think we played ten. And is that true? We'll find out. It's on Villa. Yeah, I think it's on that. Did, did I see it on the on that Villa stats the Villa stats page? Um, how have yeah. we been told in our ear that it's correct? Um, Villa Stato, let me see if it's still here. It's, if it's if it's up there from when I saw it. Um, Arch never won, yeah. So they never won a game on a Tuesday night. They played 14 attempts, drawn four, lost lost 11. Um, 15 attempts. So yeah, never won a never won a Premier League game on a Tuesday night. So oh, man, they were knocking around in the Premier League in '92 as well. So that's not like they've only, they've not been in the Premier League that much. You know, they've spent a fair bit of time in there. Interesting. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, that trend continues. We will be back after the game tomorrow night doing a post-match point. No idea who's going to be on it, but someone will be on talking about the game with me. So I look forward. I can do. To I can that. do. I can do tomorrow night. Oh, there we go. It'll be you then. We'll yeah. get someone else on as well. So there's a little bit of a change. We'll get three of us on doing a post-match point. Oh, look at it. Oh, he's been, been busy. He has been busy. Spot the mistake, darling. There must be one somewhere. Yeah. Two cases of Purity Pale cans, the same ones at Villa Park, for £50, a saving of £18. Is that saving including our code, hashtag Villaview, or is there another... Oh. So there's another saving if you add the code, hashtag Villaview. Those cans are good, especially the big ones. The, the normal cans are a bit small for my liking. And then two Villa Mini Kegs for £40, which is a saving of £6. And again, use the code hashtag Villaview and you'll save even more money. Essentially, you'll save on delivery, I think. So take advantage of those offers just before Christmas. All good stuff with purity. And there's nothing better than sinking a nice beverage with Villa's badge on. It brings me an awful lot of satisfaction. So you can be doing the same. Take advantage of those offers. We'll make sure the links are in the description on this video as well. Don't forget your Stephen Gerrard mugs. Christmas is coming. Stocking filler for the Villa fan in your life or for yourself. Take advantage of that as well. Six ninety nine, I think they are. So it helps the channel a little bit and you get yourself a Stephen Gerrard mug to drink your tea or coffee out of. As I say, we'll be back tomorrow. Dole and myself and we'll get someone else as well. Lovely, really enjoyed that, Dolan. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for watching. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.